Welcome to another episode of Pods and Pies. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by. Yes, the Summit Summit Inn Pizza. Summit Have you had this? You've had this it's before, right? Quite good, dude. It is I good. I think it's the best pizza in the area. Dude, it's I tasty. said the same thing. I, I, there's how many little make it make your own pizza places are right by us, like uh, seven. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I, and not that you make your own, but the the pizza little joints that are around us, I do think this is the best one. And if you ever had their cinnamon or raspberry doodles, they're like, they make them from scratch every day, and they're like tiny little cinnamon rolls shaped, but they have raspberry filling or cinnamon filling. It's actually. They're amazing. It's actually yeah, pretty legit, but. So we, yeah, we've we've done quite a few of these now, so we're we're experiencing a lot of pizza. We just want, and then we, we want, want somebody to sponsor. We want one pizza place, to, just one pizza a week. It's all we want, right? I mean, it's not a lot, but maybe one of these. You know, we get hot and sweaties from Dom or uh, Little Caesars, Little and Caesars, Domino's. we could have Domino's and different other things. But yeah. we did a random pizza one day for uh, Rock Creek. Yeah, Rock Creek, which yeah. actually is pretty good. That wasn't bad, yeah. Yeah. All right, so today we have co-founder and COO of Divi, Alex Bean. Thanks for being on with us, man. Yeah, happy to be here. So let's get this started. Give me your top three uh, places you've golfed. Ever? Ever. Okay, I got this. Okay. <laughs> um, the uh, past couple of years have actually spiked this up. So number one is, is Pebble Beach. Went there a year and a half ago. Okay. It was everything everyone ever says. Uh, I would do it in a second again. So Pebble, second, um, we played a course called... Uh, now, with Pebble Beach, was that just a, you make it a tea time? So and you guys went there and... and, and the local uh, executive like uh, networking group. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Corporate Alliance at the time, but now it's called Trust. So went there with them. They kind of, they, we did uh, Spyglass, um, Pebble, and then there's the other one that's really close, um, Spanish Bay. Um, but yeah, Pebble was by far my favorite there. Um, same group, we did uh, Sand Valley out in Wisconsin. Uh, out in the middle of nowhere, you know, kind of the boonies, but super fun. Just, I mean, it's called Sand Valley, so there's a ton of sand. It's really right. Uh, and then actually, the third one was my home course. Grew up in Seattle, called uh, Sahali. It's uh, the number Sahali? one private club. Yeah. Okay. So I think the number one private club in Washington, but they played the U.S. Open there back in like early 2000s or late 90s. But super hard. But I grew up there playing with my dad, and I hate it, but love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And no hesitation. You just knew right there. I love it. Well, I knew. I Pebble, would have to think about it. And I knew Sahal. Was great. Sand, I had to like think about. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Pebble, like, it's just not a question. Yeah. What's um, what's the course? What's like a bucket list? The next course, if you had a bucket list, where would you play next if you could? Um, Bandon Dunes in Oregon. Bandon Dunes. 100%. Yeah, I got. I'm sixteenth. I'm heading up to Bandon Dunes. Have you been? I've never been, and everybody I talk to, that's been. Says it is by far the their most favorite golf so, so trip. So I went to Sand Valley. I kind of got the feeling of like they had two courses and a um, little par three course that you just walk around and you know carry like four clubs, and that was like so fun of being all in on golf. And Bandon Dunes is that on crack. It's got seven courses now, and I'm like, yeah, it has to be just unbelievable. Yeah. Just all. I cannot crazy. wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, dude. They opened up that new one called Sheep Ranch. Uh, yep, it opened uh, June, like June 1st. Yeah, some friends of my mine went there a couple weeks ago, and they said it was, yeah. Yeah, so we have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going, 
you know, I think we're playing, you know, 618s and then the par 3. They have a par 3 course yeah. and some other stuff. So, so 618s? Well, yeah, because I think we're doing one on Thursday. Well, yeah, one on Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. And then trying to, trying to throw in that little par 3 course. But it's a lot of golf. Yeah, it is a lot of golf, dude. And there's, no, and there's no carts. I mean, it's all walking, which is interesting. You can pay a caddy. You don't have to pay a caddy. But um, it'll be it'll be an experience. I, I think I'm gonna need to walk a few courses here locally before we head up. So I uh, follow them on Instagram now because I'm I'm going to go to Bandon Dunes. It's yeah. like my next place. <laughs> I just don't know when I'm going. And they um, they did this thing on June 21st, longest day of the year, called the Solstice event. Yeah. Did you see it? Yep. And they did uh, 72 holes in one day. Uh, I'm like, that's on the bucket list now. I'm like, all right, we gotta do this. 72 holes in a day. Let's go. Yeah. Do you think your game would get better or worse? Um, so I played 54, and I actually found like when I spend too much time thinking about it, it was getting better because we just get up and swing and go. So you just kind of get more relaxed. But you know, again, I'm still a hack golfer. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So grew up in Seattle. When did you move to Utah? Five years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of Divi. So no, but yes. Um, I was working for a company that was um, really remote. Actually, it's kind of funny now that we are in this quarantine world where people can work wherever they want. My last company, we had no office. There was like not a single office space. We're, we're 400 employees from, from remote. And wow. um, so I was living in Seattle and I was like, well, this just, you know, I want to get into tech. I was building custom apps. That was what our last company was doing, uh, custom tech for companies. And I was like, my wife and I were like, let's try something different. Let's move to Utah. And I wanted to get into, you know, either starting or joining a small tech company. Um, moved here in December um, 2015. And within like four months, my now partner and I connected on Divi. So Blake. Yeah, Blake. Right. So okay. it wasn't, I didn't move back for Divi. I moved back to get into tech though. And then like within a couple of months, Divi came. So how did you know Blake? We grew up together. We okay. know each so other. He's also like from Seattle. Grade. Yeah, yeah. We, Parents lived like a couple miles from each other. Okay. So did you, where did you go to school then? College? Uh, BYU. You went to BYU? Yeah, and he went to Utah. Okay. Yeah. So live in Seattle, you come out to Utah for school. Yep. Go back Back to, to Seattle. Seattle for about nine years and then, and then, and back, then to Utah. back to Utah. Okay. Yeah. So when you guys, I've, I've been wondering this, when you guys are sitting down, you and Blake are sitting down and you're, you're have this idea, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know, like, do you guys just... How, how do you know who's going to do what? So you, I mean, you're COO. So I'm at, so my roles have changed a lot. Has it? Okay. Um, and actually, I'll, I can easily talk about this. So first off, it was Blake's idea at the beginning. Okay. He had the idea of Divi. Now, it kind of evolved together. Like, we built the, the um, actual product together and, and really started to evolve where we wanted to go with it. But it was his original, like, well, what about, you know, doing this? So when he came, first off, it was his idea. Second off, like, I think in a true partnership, you kind of have to outline, you know, who's going to play what roles early on. Otherwise, it becomes a tug of war. Like, if you're, well, who's going to do what? And the, the first question is, well, who's going to be CEO? And to be honest, it was never a discussion. It was always Blake. Uh, well deserved that it should be Blake, but Blake also uh, had put in some original money. It was his original idea, um, and I think that's actually been a lot of our success. Is there's never been that tug of war. Like I've been the running back, he's been the quarterback. I knew he was calling the shots from day one. Um, and that allows us to operate in a world in which like I'm playing my roles well and he's playing his role well um, But yeah, there was never really a discussion now. We we did we definitely had certain skill sets I came from more of a sales and marketing background. He has an eye for product 
Um, and so we kind of did divide there, but uh, there was never a discussion on like really what he was gonna do and right. where I was gonna fit, yeah. Gotcha. So as COO now, you're on kind of more the sell side, right? Like you're kind of running that. Well, no, so right now uh, my, uh, my title uh, is actually Chief Business Officer, so CBO. Um, and again, like it evolves. Um, but I do a lot of the major partnerships. So working with Visa, MasterCard, our larger bank partners, any big strategic distribution that we're working with, um, that's stuff that I'm typically handling. Um, going to events, speaking at events, that, that's where I spend most of my time. Um, our uh, head of revenue runs sales. When we first started, I definitely ran sales and marketing, but you know, as right. you scale your job as a founder is to replace yourself. It's kind of this weird thing, and I've described it before, but I'll explain it again. It's like if you invented a sport, Let's, let's imagine you invented basketball. And you're like, guys, I got this thing called basketball. It's amazing. You're going to love it. So you, you now like, I'm, but I'm the best, I invented it. I'm the best dribbler. I'm the best passer. I'm the best shooter. I know the most about it. Um, but when you do it right, you're going to start inviting more people to play. And you're like, okay, well, that guy's a better dribbler. I'll let him take the ball up. I'll move down low. Oh, that guy's a better rebounder. And your job is to start replacing yourself. And before you know it, you're like, well, hold on. If I found the right players, I'm going to go coach because I know the most about this game. And then eventually you want to replace yourself as a coach. And then like as a founder, Specifically, the non-CEO founder, it's a very interesting space because you don't stay a CEO, which Blake will. As a founder, you, your job is to constantly replace yourself, and I've done that over the past couple of years, and uh, it's not always like super easy, but at the same time, it's like we're doing it right. It means we're growing. It means right. we're like, bringing on great talent that is better at certain things, and that's really been uh, my life over the past couple of years. So where do you see you going in the next five years? Um, you, you personally. Me personally, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to spend a lot more time, you know, we'll call it preaching the gospel of duty, which is like I will be speaking at more events nationwide, you know, especially once we get out of this quarantine world and we can go back to events. I'll right. be doing a lot more of that. I'd say with strategic partners. Like, again, it's it's so crucial to what we're doing. So, like, we, we you know, negotiating deals with Visa or MasterCard or uh, these big banks, they take a ton of time. Um you have to have nuance across all of the business aspects, product, engineering, sales. Um, so I'll be spending, probably staying in that role. Okay. Um, I love it, and it also has a big impact on the business. So, What's it like working with like your visas and masks? Because those are big companies, right? I mean, is it, when you very first started, was it, mm -hmm. what was that process like, getting in touch with them and starting this well, whole we process? Yeah. So when you first start, uh, you know, something like Divi, right, you're just kind of, they don't care who you are. I mean, like. They're big companies. So we would have to go to a bank, and the bank we went with at the time was originally U.S. Bank, then it was WEX, and they're the ones that have the relationship with the Visa or, or, or MasterCard. So we got to win over the bank. You connect with them. But as you get bigger and your portfolio becomes bigger, like your book of business, you have a little bit more leverage to say, well, hold on. We don't necessarily need you to have that relationship. Let us have that relationship. So we've that's happened a little bit more over the last couple of years. Uh, just again, as you get bigger, more people talk about us. Visa and MasterCard start paying attention. And other banks, right? So you start to then uh, kind of bring all your relationships back and say, well, let us kind of establish where we want to be from the tech side, from you know the risk of the bank side to the network. And uh, that's what we've been doing. Okay. Um, I'm going to backtrack here. Sure. Let's go back to you moved to Utah. You guys are, you know, you and Blake are sitting down kind of figuring this out. Starting a business, being an entrepreneur, <clears throat> like what affected that? Like as you come over, you know, you have this job, you quit, and you're going to start this, like what would you tell, I guess, future entre entrepreneurs, um, like what that process was like? Because as you quit your job, you're like, yeah, I'm going to start something new, like 
how long, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it doesn't work, yeah. what are you going to do? Like, how long can you not go without paying yourself, like, to get this thing off the ground and get it yeah. going? Like, uh, a few things. One is, like, when I, so my wife's the best. I don't know if everyone thinks their wife's the best, but for me and for what I wanted to achieve in life, my wife's been amazing. And what That's I mean good. I got, I got a good would you rather question for okay. you for that one. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a little nervous, but we'll get there. Um, She's been super open from the beginning of our marriage. Like, I remember leaving college, I quit a job, and she was like, why? And I was like, well, because it's not the career I want. I'm going to quit this job to go look for something. And she was like, she didn't get it, but she trusted me. And again, it was super impactful. I had to quit. I went and spent full time looking for my right career, and it worked. And in this instance, it was like, my last company was actually doing quite well. It wasn't failing. We went from like 50 people to 400 in two years. Our revenues went up to 50 million. Like, we were actually doing quite well. So when I called my boss to say, hey, I'm going to start something new, he, um, hope he's listening and kind of not listening out there. He called me an idiot. <laughs> he, he actually like said, he literally said, think about your children. Like, you're an idiot. And that made me more determined than I was even before. To like, <laughs> All right, I will not let this thing fail because I'm so mad at, at his comment. Um, but it's, it's knowing where you're getting into. And, and, you know, when people think like, okay, I'm going to start this idea. I need $100,000 and in a year I'm going to do. It's like well, if they think that, then it's going to take twice as long and twice as much money and probably even more than that. So I think for, for, for me and for my advice to future entrepreneurs, it's like just understand. Just have perspective. It's not going to happen in three or six months. It's going to take time. If you have a great idea, it will come and like keep going towards that vision. Don't let anyone stop you. But it doesn't mean it's gonna come tomorrow. Right. I think for me, that was the biggest thing. Is like I took a huge. We paid ourselves, just to be clear, at the beginning. We we did take funding up front, but we I you know eighty percent pay cut, right? So like yeah. took a pretty significant pay cut, maybe not eighty percent, very close, um, to go do it. And it was just like, all right, let's have patience. Let's let's get it going. And it took us two years to even get to market. And now Divi was doing a big thing. A lot of other companies can get to market a lot faster than that. But like it took us two years to get to market, but. Um, there was just so much belief in those early days when we talked to potential customers and what we were doing that I was like, I can't let this go. My wife was just willing to, to go along the ride with me. To stick by the side yeah. there. That's awesome. So what does, so you initially got funding. Did you guys have to get anything? Because you just, how long ago did you get your, your big round? How long has it been? Yeah, a little over a year. Over a year, okay. So yeah. you got funding at the beginning. Yeah, friends and family at the beginning. Did you have anything in between that to your... Yeah, we did a Series A and a Series B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 10 and 35. Okay. And then, the, and then the big round is about a year ago. Okay. So were you heavily involved in that process? Yeah. What does that look like? Like, are you going out pitching to these VC firms? Are you interviewing them? Are they interviewing you? Both. Like, yeah, how does, how does that work? So it depends on where you're at. Uh, meaning at the very, very beginning, right? Like we're pitching them. Um, but then it starts to turn, right? If you get a product that gains traction, so it kind of like there's different stages, right? There's like, oh, that product sounds interesting. Oh, that's an interesting market. And then those stages, you're kind of having to convince VCs and or any investor, like, this is what we're wanting to accomplish. And they're, and they're going to start, you know, they're interviewing you. Now, if you get a product and get to market and the customers are saying, we really like this thing, it's going to flip. And that's when VCs are going to start, you know, you're going to start getting emails and calls saying, hey, we've heard this, we've heard that, we're super interested. Um, and, and, you know, again, there's been different dances in our timeline of when we were going talking to VCs and other times where VCs are pounding down our door. Like we joke, Series B, we closed Series A and that day people were calling about Series B and that's what led to Series B, not that much longer later. 
So, um, I mean, it's constantly an interview. You're always interviewing each other. And it's, it's not akin to a marriage, but it's like it's a, it's a tight relationship. So you both want to make sure that you're comfortable with the other side. So who did, can you say who you guys went with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all public. Okay. Um, so Series A was with Paleon, a local Utah group. Okay. Um, and then Series B was Insight, a group out of uh, New York. And then Series C was NEA out of San Francisco. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, I'm the dumbest guy in the room when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> but why is there a reason you go with somebody different every round? Um, it's all preference. Um, sometimes. Okay. So you could have gone with Paleon, all three. <laughs> Mm. Or no? No. Well, some VC firms only do early early rounds, yeah. and then yeah. some are, some literally are like specialize in literally like mid rounds and late rounds. Yeah. So it's not that that's what happened with you guys. I just know that through experience. No, that's yeah. So even if you talk to Paleon, and I don't want to speak directly for them, but I think they'd say like they invest in Utah companies, at, and they can invest more than a lot of other other Utah VCs. But they would almost always go to a bigger firm in, in San Francisco or New York for like the later checks. And that, that's part of their business model, right? So they don't have, I mean, NEA and Insight have $6 billion venture funds, or Paleon, I can't remember, but it's a couple hundred million. Um, so it's just a different ballpark, right? So they just won't write a check that's bigger than 10% of their portfolio, or whatever it might be, right? They're gonna have their own numbers and, and run that, so, yeah. What, uh, were there significant changes within Divi from Series A to Series B to Series C? Sorry. No, hey, this, this is, is great. Good. It's called pies and pies. Pie, yeah, pies <laughs> and pies. So this is good that you're eating because usually people yeah. wait until the end. So no, I no, love no, it. I'm starving today. And pizza really is actually quite good. So one thing actually, th this has been probably one of the more surprising things, and maybe it's not, but like when you look at uh, a lot of companies, you, you hear the classic, um, will they um, transition? Will they evolve? Will they, will they change? And for us, like we didn't. Blake and I, from what we talked about four years ago, it's the same company. We, we haven't changed. We knew exactly what we wanted to build, and we haven't had to pivot at all, and that's been amazing. Now, there's nuances to what we've done more and gotten better at and improved on, but four years ago when we started Divi, we were like, we want budgeting, we want all-inclusive, we want to spend smarter, we want to do these things, and that's still the same thing. So Series A, Series B, Series C was never like, well, hey, we did this, but now we want to do a little bit more that way. It's like, no, we actually knew what we wanted, and it's just been able us to press the gas pedal more, do more of what we were doing. Yeah. So when you guys started, you and Blake, did you have anybody in mind when you guys say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen, we're gonna go? Do you have any other friends in mind that you're like, we gotta we gotta get John on board, we gotta get somebody else to? No, because uh, no, those early days, we we interviewed some you know, key a product officer, a engineering, a marketing, um, met some really smart people. Um, some of them aren't with us, some of them are still with us. And it's like, as you build a business, you just learn and meet new people that are really, really talented. And for us, it was, you know, that's, that's we have some people that have been with us from essentially the beginning. Um, and no, so we didn't have like pre, predetermined people like man we got to get this person it was like as you meet people like man we really want to keep them around right and then you slowly start to you know as you get bigger you have the opportunity to recruit more and more people because again you're, you're bigger yeah do you remember who your very first employee was i do are Wait they still with you <laughs> uh no no I, I will give them a shout out though so our first uh engineer actually it's kind of a funny story our first engineer is the same first engineer as podium 
we both okay. had very first engineer. His name's Carl Youngblood. Uh, Carl Youngblood, um, Bray Brockbank, and um, Bob. Oh, he's going to kill me. I forgot Bob's last name. Um, uh, those are the three, the first three hires that we had. It was those three. Awesome. Um, but no, they're not with us. Actually, but with the next crew, we then hired like five people after that, and those five are still with they're us. They're still with you. Yeah. Awesome. So how did you, how did you guys know what you wanted your culture to be? Like that. when you're starting, like, you know what I mean? Because it's just you two. It's like we can show up in our shorts or pajamas, whatever you're doing, you know. But how did you say, okay, we have this idea. We have this product that we want to get out to the masses. On the backside, as you're hiring employees, I mean, you have to think about what you want that culture of Divi to be, yep. right? So how did you guys build that out? So culture is this fascinating thing. Uh, I think there's certain things that Blake and I wanted to do. So we both grew up in Seattle. His dad worked at Microsoft. You know, Microsoft and Amazon are the two big cultures that <clears> – <throat> Seattle, like you kind you kind of get a sense of, and so we'd always like talked about it. And we knew the type of culture that we came from, like you know, both of our dads worked a ton of hours and you know worked really hard. And and Blake's dad gave me, a, you know, I remember meeting with him before I was even talking about Blake with Divi, and one of his uh, insights with Microsoft is they killed WordPerfect, which is down in Orem, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're like on Mondays at six o'clock, they were at home, and we knew we were going to beat them. Right, because we were working the hours, and we knew we could consolidate. And we just we knew we had the product. We knew we were going to put them out of business, and we're perfect. Didn't see it coming, um, and so that we'd always like grown up with those stories, and it was kind of a put your head down and, and work hard mentality. But the funny thing about culture is you can say whatever you want, but culture evolves. Culture becomes right. right? Like a culture isn't just what Blake says it is or what I want it to be. It's what like you as your leaders and as your employees, as you guys come together, it like builds on itself. So. We've had a ton of insight from guys like Jake McGrath, who was our head of product for a long time. And, you know, I remember Aaron, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Aaron Hazer, uh, one of our lead multiple engineers, and Greg, like all these guys that they start helping us build culture. And we'll throw something on the wall, or we'll sit down and say, hey, we want to do it this way. And sometimes it sticks to some degree, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I think a culture evolves as we build it. So we knew what we wanted, and we, we did like the Amazon culture for a lot of elements. But it's evolved, and I think we've learned a lot from our employees, and, and I think we're building a pretty great culture. But again, I can't say that. Like, I can't just as a founder say, well, my, my, my team loves it. Like, right. it's a, they have to emanate that back to us and say, we really like this, this culture. And sometimes the feedback is really, really great, and sometimes it's really blunt. Like, guys, this sucks. you got to do this better. Um, and I think we try our best to do that. Yeah. So what, like, little perks? Cause I've, I've taken a tour of your current building. Yep. Right? Like, the game room and stuff. I mean, what kind of stuff, like, little perks that – your employees, I mean, what are some things that maybe they rave about? That they like right now? Yeah. So um, we did this thing called Divi Uses Divi. And on one hand, we wanted all of our employees to just touch the Divi experience, to be avid users of it. And again, it's a corporate card, so not everyone typically would get a corporate card. But we gave everyone $100 every month. And we said, go spend it on whatever you want. And we got a lot of great product feedback, but at the same time, people loved it. And it was just this emotional, like, I get a free $100. I can, that, you know, I can spend on whatever I want um, that doesn't go into my savings account. I'm just going to go spend it, whether it was they bought something on Amazon or they just bought lunches. Um, the, I, people love that. Um, yeah. we, we have paused it during quarantine. We plan on, uh, on reinstituting it, but with quarantine and a lot of that stuff going on. But... Uh, that was a big one. Um, we do have unlimited vacation. It's really kind of one of those be responsible, get your crap done, but yeah. you know, take vacation. Um, so really, yeah, hey, if your work's done, great. Yeah, and again, the, the, the kind of, you know, the work's never really done. Right. But, uh, but 
you know, we're, we're getting, I think, a lot better listening to our managers and our employees and saying work together to take the time that you need. So, for example, we didn't have fraternity, right? And when you start a company, you have nothing. So you don't have fraternity leave. You don't have yeah. 401ks. You don't right. have any of this stuff. So it's like as you grow, you also build up on what you're able to offer. And for one of those is like paternity. So for a long time, like we hadn't even thought about it, to be honest. Um, but now I think it's six weeks, uh, somewhere around there. But, you know, we have a, a good paternity leave, at least for husbands uh, or stay-at-home dads. Or not stay-at-home because they're working for us. But husbands that have, um, have a baby. Uh, that they can stay at home with their, their kids and their, their spouse. And um, that's been, I think, uh, great. I think we've been excited to offer that. Yeah, that's one of those benefits that people really don't think about, but they love when they know that it's there and they yeah, can take it. To be clear, we have the video game room, but that, no one's picking a job because they love the right, video game right, room, right? Right, right, like, right. They're picking a job because it's the right challenge for them and the right fit for their skill sets. But I do think there are small stuff. Um, like video game rooms that improves culture that like as people get into the job they start to realize oh this is I like that we can do this <coughs> and back in the early day we used to have like Mario tennis tournaments and you know, I remember playing Super Mario tennis tournaments with you know our employees and there is camaraderie that can be built now you know like we're not all there all the time but there's still tournaments happening and in game rooms uh, uh, board games that, that that teams play and we want to foster that because again it creates at least familiarity and, and you know relationships which yeah. is great what are you guys doing right now during covid everybody's at home like what are you guys doing to keep that camaraderie yeah strong so lots of different stuff for different teams right as you can imagine sales is a different mentality than engineering so i know sales has got a channel that you do 10 push-ups every hour and people are always chiming in saying that they did the push-ups and um, that's not exactly something everyone would want to do. Um, but you know, we're having lunches together, virtual lunches. They're doing, um, the pushup stuff. They're, they're doing different games online. Um, I believe some people like, we're not promoting it, but you know, some people are teaming up to work in, in, in spaces together just to get some of that camaraderie together. And, and, and different managers are doing different stuff, but we're just trying to, you know, keep the screens on, see each other, connect, you know, uh, let people connect and that that's what that's okay so here's my thing everyone's super hey remote work's been amazing i think a lot of people love it they're, they're saying no one's going to go back to the office or you kind of see some of that coming out and the reason i don't know if i believe that and again if that's what happens then we'll adjust and we'll do the same thing and we'll we'll talk to our employees about it but my personal opinion is people want to connect they actually don't want to sit at a computer all day just pounding away at a keyboard doing it, it whatever they're doing they actually want those five to 10 minutes at the water cooler, you know, so to speak. And they want to laugh. They want to see someone's eyes and they want to smile. And like, we don't talk about that. But I think that's been one of the biggest, uh, most damaging things about quarantine in general. Even the uh, wearing a face mask, which again, do it for health purposes. But once we can, I don't, that's not going to stay forever because people, they want to connect. And part of that is seeing the smile and seeing the eyes and being in person. And I, and I think to say that we don't need that as, as humans is not understanding what humans really need. Oh, I would 100% agree with that. Like seeing people, like when you go out, right, you want to wear the, mace, the face masks to be responsible, but like seeing somebody and, and you can kind of tell like when their eyes light up that maybe they're smiling at you, but you, you don't yeah, know. you don't get the same thing. Like that sucks to not see somebody yeah. and like see those reactions on their face. But I, I 100% agree with you. I, I think I also, those reactions yeah. and, and those, that camaraderie and that connection that you can have in the office, like that's never going to go away. Yeah. I think there's a small percentage of employees that don't like going to work, right? They wake up in the morning and they say like, oh, I shit. 
Like I gotta go yeah. work again. Give I think job. I think most of them actually are like, you know, either whether they love their job or they lo- like their job, they enjoy routine, like going to the office, yeah. uh, whether it's for the food or whether it's for just some, a few of the people, their friends or whatever. But I really do think, you know, they, they don't maybe preach that all the time or talk about it all the time, but they really, they wake up and like, I actually don't mind going to work. I like going to work. Well, and I, and they don't, I don't think those people are saying, I like being at home, sitting in my bed on my computer. Like, I don't, I just don't think that they. I do think that there's times, like, you know, we're talking about this with our, with our employees. We're calling it flex work. Maybe that's what the market's calling it. But our employees are basically saying we want the ability to come into the office, but we'd like more opportunity to work from home if needed. Sure. Oh, which yeah. I get. I'm like, oh, it's a Friday and you're busy or maybe you are taking off camping and you don't want to wait in traffic, you know, to get out with your family. And so you want to put in a full day's work and then head out and you want to do it from home, like in pack during whatever, right? Whatever your, your reason for working from home is. Um, yeah, let's enable that. I, I agree that there's times. I just think that flat out statement of like, ah, people don't need to go back to work or business travel's not coming back. And I'm like, I, I don't think so. Because yeah. I think when I travel to New York to go meet with that team and have a dinner for two and a half hours with, those, with that team that we're going to do a deal with. That means a lot. That means a ton. And it's, a lot of it's just because you actually get to talk to them. <clears throat> and you, you're sitting there and kind of the, um, what's the Navy SEAL concept of like being in the foxhole? I forgot like the terminology, the brotherhood of it, right? Is <laughs> like you can feel that they're there with you and that, you know, there's this like, I think there's just being in the presence of other people and connecting with them and seeing them and, and whatnot. It just goes farther than, than people are giving it credit right now, and we'll see it evolve. Yeah, I agree. So are you guys implementing, like, that flex time right now? Yeah, like people want to go in, they can. Well, right now, no. They're still Not working right now. home. Okay. Yeah, but um, once we, quote, open up and the governor's office allows us to, to make our decisions collectively, um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably allow people to come in and, and again, manage against the protocols. But, uh, yeah, we're calling it flex work and, and saying, hey, if you feel safe and we'll want to work from home, work from home. If you want to come in because it's you know you need it, then then come in. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> can we talk about Corona? Yeah. COVID. Yeah. I mean, you guys have had a hit from. It. I think you know a lot of people have had a hit from it. But, yeah. Um, let's just talk where you guys were when it hit and where you're at now and kind of what's happened in between there. So we we were kind of discussing this a little bit, but I found it very interesting. So let's. Do you remember where you were when 9/11 hit? Oh like yeah. The place you were. Yep. So that's how I've, I've, COVID has been that impactful to me um, as, a, as a personally in society as well as work, um, where I can just vivid experiences of where I was sitting and like what I was drinking when whatever came out, right? Like when the NBA canceled, because that was kind of like the first time we all felt like, oh crap, this is different, yeah. is when the NBA canceled, because then everyone the next day canceled. Yep. And whose fault was it? Rudy yeah. was, you know, Whose fault was that, dude? Touching everything. It's the friggin' jazz fault. <laughs> the jazz it would have happened eventually. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Thanks to Rudy. Say that Rudy saved some lives because you know. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy saved lives. So uh, it has, you know, that's what they say. Um, so for for us, it's it's been. I would put it this way. It's kind of one of those things I I wish never happened. And man, it's been like a learning experience over the last couple of months just to run a business. Like for example, we. We built our business to be prepared for a 2008 recession, right? The worst recession we've seen since the Great Depression type thing. And even that just didn't even compare to what we saw with the pandemic. And no one's got a pandemic fail safe. They might going forward, but they, they didn't, you know, uh, prior to a couple months ago. So uh, for us, it, you know, it obviously was impactful. Um, it has been a long couple months trying to do everything we can to take care of our customers, take care of our employees, figure out what this means. 
Um, and it's just, it causes a lot more stress because you don't know when it's going to end, right? And I think we don't know when something's, and even 9-11, and I don't want to get in trouble here comparing this to 9-11, but 9-11 happened. And then it was like, okay, holy cow, that happened. How do we react to that thing that happened? And COVID's happening. Like, mm-hmm. it's not done. We're still learning. We're still... It wasn't evolving. a one-day event. It wasn't a one-day yeah. event. And, and, and I think that's what, you know, we're kind of evolving to this new normal, um, but we don't even know what that is or how long that new normal is going to be. So it's, um, it's been interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I imagine, I mean, letting go of employees was probably very difficult. Um, can you talk more to why that happened? Because we were kind of, like I said, we were discussing this a little bit. Yeah. So I won't go, in, go into like every detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you know, for our business specifically, it wasn't just a revenue hit, it, as we talked about. Like we have risk and we have other things that affect our business in a way that like maybe a consumer business or other businesses aren't affected. So when business travel goes down, you know, we take little hits on revenue, but also we take hits on risk. And, and there's a lot of factors that go into that that are, that are really difficult. Um, and so as we looked at what we were going to have to do, you know, we looked at, you know, we, we did the 10 million things we could do prior to letting people go in terms of stopping contracts and getting rid of software, getting rid of snacks and, get, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Whatever we could do to, like, cut costs, we were doing it. Because these people that work for Divi, like, we, you know, we like, I, me personally, I'll speak for me, I can't speak for the, the entirety of the business, right? But like, there's a lot of people I like, I love personally. I know them, I know their families, I know their kids. Um, they've been with us for a while, some, and some not as long and some others. But for the most part, this was not a decision that was just like, oh yeah, put names on a board, let's go, right. let's get rid of these suckers. Like actual tears were shed multiple, multiple times prior to the like, actual event of doing it, which was probably one of the toughest days of my career. Because you're you're looking people in the eye and you're saying like we did everything and we we th- we're here this is where we're at and, and this really sucks and there's you, a lot of things we're doing. To did help you them. feel that they trusted you when you said that you so guys I can't did everything speak for every single person? I as a gen, you, as yeah, a I gen. promise you, there's people that got let go from Divi that hate us. Yeah. Uh, and that's just I, I would understand where they're coming from, but a lot of them, you know, again we had we try to do our best to have one-on-one meetings to look them in the eye and say here's the decision and here's where we sit. Um, and I, I do think we ha- a lot of people respected the decision or understood the decision. Um, and, I, and again, we, uh, you know, we actually said our recruiter isn't, you know, th- we're not recruiting right now. We're not hiring. So we put our entire HR team towards recruiting for them to go find another job. And I think right now we're at like 45% replacement and we want to get That's to 100. Awesome. So like we're actively doing it. So, at the so hold on, back up, back up. You tasked your HR and recruiters to help the people that you let go find a job. Yeah, hundred percent placement. Okay. I just want to make. Yeah, I want. Yeah, we, don't we, skip over that. That was. I mean, yeah, that's pretty that's, impressive. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how many people uh, have been doing go that. Public with it, because again, we're not going to win a PR. Sure, or, sure. Like we were just like these are people that gave us their all. It's not their fault at all. And you know the people that we let go. I mean, I can. I'm like seeing their faces right now, and I'm like, it wasn't them. It had nothing to do with them. Like, yeah. Hope would just put our business in a situation that's really <laughs> unfortunate. Um. So you know, will we rebound? Yeah, we'll rebound. Will like we come out? You know doing things differently yeah we'll come out doing things differently but that's still the experience we go through and i was i was talking to my wife about it because again like the past three months there have been real 
times of, of growth and emotion and struggle and, and hey, we're going to get out of it this way and what, whatnot. And I look back at it, I'm like, man, this sucks. I wish it never happened. But in 20 years when I am talking to someone and I'm giving them wisdom, it will be because of the last three months. And I can say, I actually lived through this experience yeah. and this role and had to do these things. And these are the 10 things that happened to us throughout the couple months when we were positive, when we were low and that roller coaster is going up and down. And so for that, I'm grateful just because again, it's, it's, you know, wisdom can be priceless. Um, but it sucks that you have to go through crap to get to get wisdom. Yeah. So what's what's next for Divi? Like where? Yeah, right. So we're trying to get everybody's trying to get through this. Like, where do you guys see you going till the end of 20, 2021? Assuming we could, let's say we can get back to the office. Like, what's your guys' game plan to kind yeah, of move so forward and tackle this? What's actually kind of like ironic about the whole thing? Again, like there's always a silver lining. You know, kind of I posted this on LinkedIn. One of the, the biggest things I always look at of, as advice for myself is things are never as good as they seem. So when we raised, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever, it's never as good as people think it is. Right, like there's stuff that comes with that. And then on the opposite, it's never as bad as people think it is, right? And so we're in the middle of COVID, some of the silver lining is, well, we're free and we're all about never going over budget. So you, as you can imagine, there's a lot of companies out there that that resonates with, where when you talk to them and they're like, oh, well, okay. I, I didn't care about my budgets before, but now I care about my budgets and I can't go over budget. So for us, you know, we're still landing a lot of new customers and we're still growing, maybe not at the rate and the amount of people and all that stuff that we'd like. But it's actually still going very well in the sense of we have a product that resonates. The product is continuing to get better. Um, and so we're going to continue, you know, we're going to continue to add stuff to our product uh, suite. But that's really what we're going, on, going after. Awesome. A new building. New building. Comes, hopefully uh, end, end of, of July. Month. Yeah. We hopefully. hope. Yeah, we'll hope. We'll see. Can <laughs> we see any videos of anybody from the roof shooting onto that basketball hoop? Can you make that? Can you make that happen? We'll, we'll invite Dude Perfect. We'll <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, can um, I ask a question? I want your corporate card. Like, what? What the hell is it? Like, pitch me. I don't even know. Like, you, your, your Divi card. Now, in the first experience I had with this, my one of my one of my best friends growing up, he has a kind of a startup that he's been doing yeah. called ShareTown, and um, took me to lunch, and he pulls out this card. Divi card. Yeah, I'm like, what? What is that? And I, I was, I knew, I knew who you were well before that, but it was, uh, dude. And then he just ranted. I mean, it was just like, this is the best. Like, this has oh, helped awesome. us so much, and this and that. But I, you know, I just don't know. Yeah. So the what's that? What's that product? Everyone has to spend for their company, right? You, you have money, and you got to spend. You got to travel. You got to buy software. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to throw pizza parties for your team. Whatever it is that you're doing, and most people either use a corporate card with a mix of personal card. The problem that happens there is there's a reactive nature of like, well, people swipe their card. Well, shoot, how much money did we spend? Finance has no idea how much money's been spent until it's 30, 60 days late. With Divi, we basically took Expensify and American Express and built one company and said, every time a dollar goes out, you're going to know proactively why, against what budget, what was the reason, who did it, who approved it. And we created all this software that acts like Venmo for business so that you can never go over budget again. Um, and we give it all away for free. So we're like saying Expensify should be free. We're going to make money like Amex. And that's the whole business model and why people come after it and use it is if I'm a startup, yeah. like startups aren't Microsoft. They can't go like $10,000 over budget and it's not a, it doesn't matter. Like they, every dollar counts. So if they set a budget for $500 for marketing that month, that's how much money they have to spend. 
and that's what makes Dewey super impactful is like an intern. So what, I mean, how, how do I, how does it, does it stop you from spending 500 it'll or is it just, it'll block the transaction, but obviously you got to be, not, I mean, you're notified in real time or like yeah. every day, right? I mean, real, just no, kind real of time. real time, yeah. like even when you're like 250 into the $500 budget, it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, you're, hey, you're, it's, your phone it's only the fourth of the month. I'm 250 in like, okay. And it will like, it'll tell you, Hey, you're in the red, you're in the, like, it's going to give you an idea of where you stand with your budget. So it's always on your phone. You can all, it's always going to tell you how much money you have. And every time you swipe a card, it's going to pop up on your phone and say, you spent this much. Here's how much you have left. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's it. Right. So, um, otherwise, like if I'm an employee, let's say I'm a sales rep. In fact, my last company, I was a sales rep and I was, I was good. I mean, I was running a sales team and, and we were, we were growing and it was like, well, just swipe. Well, can I go take this trip to New York, dude? And I just, I'd look at the guys, I'm like, just come on, yeah. just swipe the card, <laughs> okay. let's go. If, if finance cares, they'll let us know. And I knew that they might care in 60 days, but I'll fight that battle later. So we'd swipe <laughs> and you know, you start spending more and more, how much can I get away for dinner? How much can I get away for a flight? How much can I get away for X, Y, Z? So you just kind of start swiping first and asking for forgiveness later. And Diddy is basically saying, no, no, no. Let's just have a conversation first. Finance is gonna approve the budget for 10,000 for sales. And now the sales manager can allocate accordingly on his team and, and it just gives visibility and uh, transparency to places that, that in the past aren't given. Okay, yeah, cool. I like it. I need a divvy. You shouldn't have to use divvy. a personal card <laughs> and like float money and try to get reimbursed. That whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah, is yeah. It's tough. Um, so unless, like maybe, unless I want the points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want points. You can get it from, from us too. But. Well, there you go. All right. So maybe like a month or so ago, you posted on LinkedIn. You said, hey, any vendor that wants to talk to me, let's do it. I did. How, does, was, uh, how did that go? One of the smarter <laughs> and dumber things I've done. Um, so I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm about 140 so far scheduled. You've seen your okay. So hold on. What you, hold on. Any vendor... Like, I basically said, look, I'm yeah. a sales rep. It sucks to be a sales rep when you're out there just trying to grind away. I will take a demo from any company, and I'll still do it. It still stands. Yeah. <laughs> I will take a demo from any company. As long as you're willing to like, have your controller or, or a CFO take a, a demo from one of my guys, I will take it from one of your guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, it blew up uh, on, <laughs> on LinkedIn, and I my EA hates me now because we've booked, you know, hundreds of these. Yeah. So, yeah, we're about 140 in. Um, so you've done 140. No, I have not. Sorry. Okay, I've you've, you've scheduled. Yeah. I've done like 60-ish, I think. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. What, what, what's the majority event of, of, of type of vendor that I actually feel like VCs out? should be calling me. Because like I'm getting a sense of what the, what's in the market and who's – like I can tell you a ton of HR. Like I've just yeah. been surprised how many HR platforms there are. Oh, um, a yeah. ton of sales platforms. Um you know, a few on data and engineering, but again, I'm just getting a sense of like yeah, what's yeah. out there, who's got what, you know, <clears throat> value props, what they're doing. So it's been pretty interesting, to be honest. Like I haven't gone as deep as I would like on a lot of these demos because I just I just don't have the time to do all of them as deep. But uh, it's been pretty interesting to at least. I'm also doing a um, best practices on on the on the calls because I'm going through so many of them so fast. I can say here's a best practice. This person killed it on this. Uh, and other people suck. Like there's yeah. other sales reps where I'm like, wow. Like even if you had a good product, I'd not buy it because it's so bad. <laughs> so I'm gonna hopefully uh, sp you know spit that back out to to LinkedIn and to my team and give trainings on like, hey, here's what I what I've seen. When you posted that, did you think in your head like, oh, I'm gonna get like 80? 
Or did you, I mean, did you have a number in mind, less. or were you I like, thought like fifty or less. If fifty I'm being or less. Honest. Yeah. And you're like 160. Uh, still there. going. Well, it's still going. It is so still tons going. of HR platforms. Yeah, a lot. I, yeah. I guess there's tons. Really, there's there's so ton. many HR platforms. Yeah, which I don't. I'm sure they're all great, but I was just shocked. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And they're all doing a slightly different thing, but there's a ton of overlap, which is why it was, it's an interesting thing for me. Yeah. I'm like, you're not that much different than that or that but they yeah. have one little nuance or one different product feature and that's what they're trying to go off on so yeah, yeah. like three years ago we attended hr tech which is an annual conference yeah, yeah, in sure. vegas and it was ginormous i mean 10 times bigger than i thought it was going to be yeah and that's when it i mean i knew i mean our name of our game we have it's to in it we have to integrate with hr platforms yeah. and that we've been trying to do that for years and years but just it was it's huge yeah that's crazy hmm Good stuff, man. Okay, we're gonna switch gears. Oh, we're doing uh, what? Would you we're rather? gonna jump into some would you rather's. <laughs> is this editable? No, I'm just joking. Let's go. Yeah, it is actually. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, so the rules. You can retract, I, the rule, you the can rule, retract anything. Statement. The rules <laughs> of would you rather is you got to answer. I will. No, I'll answer. Okay. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other. So we have one question that we have asked every single person. Okay. Yep. And this is a this is I always kick it off. Yep. So the first would you rather is, would you rather take a Tiger Woods driver to the shin. He's teeing off, you know, it's first hole, adrenaline, right? Now it's his name. Driver to the shin. And, you know, yeah. his normal swing. He's not swinging hard. It's just his normal club head speed. Or Barry Bonds swing, home run swing to the middle of the back. I mean, you'd be, you'd be paralyzed in the back. <laughs> shin, I think you could replace. I'll go shin. You're going shin. It would shatter your shin. Yeah, it's shatter. It's like it's done. Done. Yep. But like a Barry Bonds swing to the back. No, you know what's coming, right? You're sitting there looking at Tiger Woods. He's swinging. Actually, you're, I you know, hey, Barry Bonds. Okay, go like ahead. Swing the, swing the bat no, and you're okay. ready. No, stop. I'm, I'm, I'm decided. <laughs> it, it's Tiger Woods. You shatter your leg. You just have to rehabilitate it, but you'd recover eventually with the leg. A back problem that never goes away would be... You're done. I, I feel like if you have a back problem that like you know you just can never recorrect, like you might maybe paralyzed. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with shin. Okay. Good. That would hurt. Okay. That's the majority. I think that's the kind of majority of the answers. Yeah. The shin. All right. Would you rather look young and feel old, or look old and feel young? So personally, look old, feel young. Here's why. For some weird reason, my wife loves the gray coming in in my beard and my hair. So she's like in on older, the older look. So I'm like, she's great, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll look old, but feel young. Done. Yeah, just yeah. for men. I go, yeah, I go yeah. the same way. I got, it's coming in hot. Yeah, it's coming in hot. It's I, coming I in actually hot. called Divi like my Obama years because like the amount of gray I'm getting versus before. I mean, Obama <laughs> yeah, yeah. He like Dude, he went young looking to yeah, just. So just like old. Yeah. So yeah. that's how I feel. 20 so I'm going to go look old, but feel young. Okay. Do you have like an idol, like a sports idol or somebody that you just love? So. I'm a big Seahawks fan because I'm from Seattle. Okay. And I love Russell Wilson Russell on the Wilson. field. Okay. But I hate him off the field. Okay. Russell Wilson on the field. I Russell. hate him off the field. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even hear him talk. But he's this, my favorite athlete. This has got to be on the field then because I think I would know the answer. Okay. So Russell Wilson on the field. Would you rather vomit on him or be vomited on him? Or by him on you. Oh, no. I'd vomit on him. You would vomit <laughs> on him. Okay. There's, there's no glory in him vomiting on me. Okay. Yeah, I'd vomit on him. Would you I'd rather... vomit on him when he was talking in a press 
press, press conference. conference. That's, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be. On I haven't the field, paid attention not, enough not to field. him off the field. He's I got it. Now you say. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, would you rather be a member of a cult or the leader of a cult? This reminds me of. Uh, have you guys seen The Office? The Office, yeah, Creed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the exact same. Yeah, like you make more you make money, more as, money a, as, as a leader, leader but more fun, <laughs> more as, a fun follower. as a member. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if I had to answer that, I'll go leader. I mean, yeah. if you're in for a penny, you go in for a pound. Like, go for it, right? Love it, love it. Uh, would you rather get caught skinny dipping by your parents or catch your parents skinny dipping? Oh, by my parents. Okay. You add your wife. I grew up in the pool, so that for sure is happening. <laughs> your parents have seen it. They're, they're good. Uh, would you rather never lose your phone again or never lose your wallet again? Um, I would rather lose my phone. Phone. Yeah. I feel like I have so much information on my phone. But you, it's all backed up. Yeah, it's backed up. Yeah, that's good. Point. Insurance. So, but it's just. Yeah. So like now, for example, I you get a new both. MacBook and, and an iPhone. It's all kind of the same. And like within 20 minutes, I'm like up and running. I have yeah. everything I everything ever need. It's good done. to go. That's a good point. Whereas a wallet, I have to like at least call my bank to get a new card. I have to get a new license. And that means I have to go to the DMV. That's 100% phone. 100% phone. And I get an automatic upgrade. I'm like, oh, well, I have to buy a new phone. I have to call Divi and cancel my... No, yeah, you just be on your phone. You just on Divi. You would just you just say, "Hey, freeze! I'm you lost." You just press it. a toggle button, uh, and it would be done. See another reason. <laughs> another reason for Divi, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Would you rather never uh, have painful period cramps again, or never have to shave again? That one's not for you. So I don't. <laughs> well, I was like, well, I mean, I obviously. I had a thing. Yeah, I just, shave, I just wanted you to think about it for like both of you guys. Both of you guys probably just like. Well, well I, did I you? Did uh, know, I wait a second. Anymore, though. I don't actually, think he has period cramps. I don't have period <laughs> cramps. But I will, I will. If you want another sponsor for this, have you guys used the lawnmower product? Lawnmower. It's like built the Manscaped lawnmower? lawnmower? Uh-uh. I, I have just, not used I just, it. We're, I know people will hear this, but I just want, like, that was my favorite product of last year. The lawn, it's, called, it's called the lawnmower. lawnmower. Yeah, lawnmower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, like, I use it to shave my face, like, just trim, because I have a, like, what do you call it, like, a five o'clock shadow look. Um, and it's waterproof. It doesn't have a cord, so like you can just keep it in the shower and shave really easily and quick. So you know, just for like stuff like that, yeah, it's incredible. Okay, I've always wanted to buy it. It just seemed like my Amazon one for nineteen bucks nah. is just versus two hundred or whatever. No, 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 I think it was like, was like a, bucks. it was at eighty. Okay, yeah. I mean it was like a hundred bucks. I'm whatever, like, eh, I don't I know, know what dude. The other options are, but before <laughs> I was using like, but know, it's worth I, it. You're saying? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's great. A lot more. That's good. Okay. Uh, would you rather get a really bad sunburn, like, I mean, bad, right? I've had it. Or, so you know the pain, or have uh, an entire, just one eyebrow waxed off? Like one time? Yeah. So. But you got to be in public, right? You're going into the office. There's there's no working from home. You're going in with only one eyebrow. I'd probably just do the eyebrow. Eyebrow. So I, in, I went to Costa Rica and got burnt. And I, I, this is a true story, I woke up the night before we were supposed to go on the plane, been there for like nine days, last day, I, I was like, oh, I'm good now, I don't need sunscreen, the last <laughs> day, I'm an idiot. And I didn't put on sunscreen, I woke up that night, and you can ask my wife, I mean, I was in full-on, like, adult man tears. It hurt <laughs> so bad, I feel like someone was, like, crawling through my skin. I couldn't sleep the whole night. Um, with, and I'm, like, pouring water on myself on the car ride, I'm like, guys, it, I mean, it was so bad. I went to uh, the airport. I boarded a plane without my shirt on. Did you? Because was, it was so fried. Yeah. I was like, I can't. I can't. Nothing how, touching your skin. How long ago so was this? Up, uh, it was like nine, ten years ago. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, I took Benadryl. That's what's all of it. I'd oh. used all this stuff. Nothing was working, but it was like an allergic reaction to the sunburn. Anyway, yes. Benadryl, and that, that's what calmed me down. But it was brutal. Shirtless Alex on the plane. 
Yeah, I'm really glad there's not footage of that. That would have <laughs> yeah. come back to haunt me. Uh, would you rather have comically big hands or comically big feet? I feel like I have both, so I'll just pick one. Like feet. Feet. Just yeah. clown shoes, just stomping around. What's what's comically big? Like, like Shaq? Comically yeah. big. Well, I mean, for it's your like, body, okay. like it's like you have Shaq hands and you're six you're six feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or you got like clown yeah, shoes. Feet. feet? Yeah. Okay. Feet. Why not? I don't know. I think, dude. Didn't you, dude? If you'd have be walking around with weird shoes all the time, but at least with hands, you could be like palming basketballs and doing fun tricks or like figuring it out. Feet, you could like hide it to some degree. Like hands, yeah. is just like right here in front yeah, of your. That's like, true. You constantly look at your hands like these things are ridiculous. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Too bad. Who's the motivation? Size size twenty two feet though. Yeah, you got a that's, special order all of your that's shoes. Fair that's that's pretty good. <laughs> Didn't uh, the motivational Tony Robbins, didn't he have like gigantic hands? You guys ever remember seeing He did. Him? I think he did. I think he, he does like have gigantic big, hands. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather wear the same pair of socks for a month or the same pair of underwear for a week? Hmm. I'll go socks. So I would go socks. I feel like undies would be good a little. Uh, I've done the week undies. <laughs> It's just, not that bad. Just because, not that bad. Well, you know, I go on a fishing trip or something, right? And like, you do take extra set of clothes, but it's like such a like afterthought of eat, sleep, and fish. It's, an it's like, dude, it's like I don't even care. I don't even like change your clothes. You just don't change your clothes. Don't change your clothes. Yeah, that's an easy one. Sorry. Uh, would you rather box a kangaroo once or join a Fight Club for a year? I'd go Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Brad not Pitt. That, not that I'm like. Buffer would win, but like at least you Alex Pitt. Have a story. But how do you know if there's a Fight Club? Well, well you don't because of you don't know club. you're the first Some, rule of Fight Club. Someone would tell you. It's a fight club. <laughs> they would right. break the rule and tell you it's a Fight Club. Is the video? Can you video the kangaroo? Yeah, you can video it. But you can work. Okay. Wait, so you're saying box a kangaroo once? Yeah. Yeah, like. Oh, maybe that. I mean, one time. Yeah, one time, one time kangaroo on video. One. Yeah, sure. No, do I? Do I? I don't. Do I have to go to the hospital if I lose? Don't, well, I don't know. Those things might kick you, dude. I mean, yeah, they, they have be, claws. I don't know. That, yeah, I'd go kangaroo then, just one time. One yeah, time. dude, if you knocked a kangaroo out on video, <laughs> that'd actually be pretty cool. You would have PETA after you. Yeah, but yeah, with PETA, I mean, who cares? Like, they don't care about Brent. I mean, it would be like a week. You'd just get, you know, it'd be tough for a week. Yeah. Would you rather be buried alive or cremated alive? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that was a tough one, actually. Hold uh, on. <laughs> buried alive would be long. I think cremated, yeah, you, cremated. You'd be dead within. But the pain, the, but it would be like you like you the, feel the that. intense that pain. Tough. Yeah, but your body. But for like 10, 15 seconds, intense pain until you pass out. Within thirty seconds, you pass out. But you're 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 suffocating for yeah, no, where? hours, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're suffocating for. Uh, if you're buried alive, I think you're there for a decent amount of time. Cremation, I think. Correct. That's yeah, nice. yeah, it's hot. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather have the neck of a giraffe or the hands of a baby? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, hands of a hands baby. Hands of a baby. Nice, nice and soft. They would be super small. Hold on. <laughs> you're talking like, you're talking like hand, my hands this like big? Every time you take a drink, man, you're, you're double. Uh, but a neck of a giraffe? Like, <laughs> is there like a professional basketball player? Do I get any benefit for having a Can I do long? surgery? And like no, get big just hands? One or the other. No. You got hands of a baby or neck of a giraffe? Oh, hands yeah. of a baby. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can neck Dude, your giraffe. Dude, your, your neck, your neck is seven <laughs> feet tall. 
Dude, there's no way. You can hide the hands. That's a bit much. Seven feet tall. If it was like three feet tall, I think I'd commit to the neck. But maybe seven is a little too much. I mean, yeah, dude, giraffe neck. That's a good one, reader. Okay. That's tough. <laughs> All right. Have you ever seen um, Arrested Development? I have, yeah. You know the Never Nudes? Would you rather wear a diaper under your clothes at all times or wear jean cutoffs under your clothes at all times? I mean, diaper, right? <laughs> Just in case. No, Just in I case? jean cutoffs. Like, by the way, that is one of the best subplots of, of arrest and <laughs> Never nudes. Okay, last one. <clears throat> you love your wife. I do, yeah. Very supportive. But you're okay, you just <laughs> Would you rather forget your wife's birthday every year or forget your anniversary every year? Oh, that, I mean, that's a lock. I forget my anniversary like every other year. So. You do, so it's just yeah, that's, so that that's, happens. That's, that's it's done. Answer. Yeah, that's okay. the answer. Done and done. Done All and right. done. I think I'd have to go anniversary too. My wife celebrates her birthday for like a month. My wife is not for a month, but like I know it's her birthday. Oh, it's yeah. It's a thing. But anniversary like to us is like, it's not as important to us. Yeah. Yeah. Is one more important for you guys? Well, my 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 philosophy on it is, she does so many damn things throughout the year that like every weekend's a birthday. <laughs> like I mean, you 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 kind of buy whatever you want. In all reality, like every week, I mean, if you see something, it's within reason you buy yeah. it. Like okay, so your birthday, what what do, what do we need to do on your birthday that's different than what you've done all year long? And luckily she, she agrees. Like we, birthdays are not a big thing. Anniversaries are probably a little bigger because we actually tend to travel somewhere. Yeah. We're the opposite. Birthdays are bigger. Yeah. We're just not birthdays. Birthdays are every weekend. It's like father's day is like, dude, father's day is like every day. Megan said to me, uh, you're not my father. So (laughs) we don't really celebrate. That's good. I was like, great. You're not my mother. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Hopefully that goes both ways. Right. Awesome. Alex Bean, Divi, CBO. CBO, yeah. CBO. Uh, Sorry, okay. Awesome. Everybody get that Divi card. Thanks, man. Divi card. Thanks, man. And cut. I got to run to do one of these demos.